This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Right on. Haima Black here with Dynasty Podcasts, and I'll let you do the, your introduction here. Hey, this is Michael Heidemann with Sound Sessions on WGN+. What's up, Haima? Yeah, man. So we are doing something cool here. We have kind of one shared audio piece. We're going to both use it for both of our respective digital media outlets. Um, and last year, you interviewed me here at South By, and so we both wanted to kind of continue that conversation, man. But uh, I guess I'll start some of the conversation, but please, by all means, take over whenever. Uh, how is your South By going? What are you doing down here, um, you know, professionally and personally? What are you covering for GN? So this is my third year at South by um, for G, for GN on on those side of things. We're, I've been doing a lot of coverage on the tech part of South by Southwest. So we did a little bit with the business lunch, um, where we gave an overlook of what's going on with the startup companies, as well as all the innovation that's really going on here at at the festival. But as far as music is going, we get we got a lot of great interviews set up with some artists. Film. We've got a lot of great interviews set up with some of the film stars. By the way, the amount of great films that are coming out of South by Southwest this year is is phenomenal. I'm, yeah. I couldn't be happier. How about you? What's going on with you on your side of things? Um, so for me, I like this. It's just going to be like a it's going to be like a ping pong match of, of interview questions. Uh, for me, I'm I'm doing the you know I kind of set this model pretty pretty early on in my South by trip. I think it was my second year to South by in 2010 where I had the idea, like, okay, I podcast, I have a digital recorder, I could go down and start interviewing, like, the Chicago presence at South Bikes. That's really what I focus on in Dynasty is, is the Chicago side. So I've been talking to a lot of Chicago makers, creatives, artists, industry down here, um, you know, very similar to what you're doing, and it's been cool, you know, like, talking to a lot of good people, a lot of people I haven't spoken to on the podcast before or who maybe have had on, like, one time, so... It's been good. Uh, what have been some of the highlights for you? So some of the highlights are the fact that, you know, I really grasped South by this year. Like, I understand the process now. And to be honest, I got to give some kudos to you because our interview last year, I was, I was kind of like a newborn baby when it came to South by Southwest. And you told me, you know, you gave me some, some great advice and took, said, take what you've got with your radio job and, and go for it and really just take the bull by the horns and, and do everything you can. And those words kind of stuck with me throughout this year. So thank you for, for giving a young podcaster some advice to, to keep going. So oh I appreciate Dude, that's awesome. I'm so glad that something I said, like, had any kind of bearing. Um, but, dude, I, I relate. Like, we were talking off the mic. It takes a year or two, if you're doing South by professionally, or even just recreationally, I think, it takes a year or two to really get, I think, your footing, where you're like, okay, now I really understand what this is. Because, like, I was telling you, my first year, like, I wore the wrong shoes. I didn't bring a bag that supported the weight evenly. My laptop was way too heavy. I had a really heavy MacBook, like one of the old models. And I was trying to run every single place. And like, it just killed me after like nine days. Then the second year, I was like, all right, I'm going to wear better shoes. I'm going to wear a backpack with even straps. And like the third year, I was like, all right, I got a good location to stay at. You know, I'm going to rent a car. Like, and it's this thing that, like, I think it's easy to think of Southwest. Like, oh, yeah, you just go to a bunch of parties and get day drunk. But, like, 
if you're trying to really like do this professionally, you have to like strategize, right? Definitely, strategy is the most important part. And y- you mentioned the the one strap bag. Get that backpack because if you're going to be a, a podcaster or you're doing something in the media, you're going to have a bag full of like computers, photo um, no, photos, <laughs> uh, cameras, um, the, your recorder, and everything. So that's ex- all the cables and all the charging devices that you have. So to strategize is really, really important. And, you know, it, it takes research. Like the one thing that you learn from being in the media is research, research, research. It's always the first step of anything. So, I mean, to go back to your first question, nothing's really like surprised me this year, which is good um, because I'm trying to be two steps ahead of it, which is is a good thing to move forward with when you're at a festival of this size. Yeah. So now that you kind of know what you're doing and all this, you know, like you're, you're not a newborn fawn with, you know, <laughs> kind of like getting its footing. Like now that you're a pro, like what do you look for at South By or what are you going after? You know, what are you like, okay, my main objectives for going to South By personally and professionally are... Well, let's not go that far. I'm not a pro yet. But, Dude, but three I like... Years, three years is like... You're, at, you know, you're a junior, mm-hmm. you know? Like, nobody looks at juniors in high schools and goes, okay, you're, you're brand new. You know, you're, like, you're, you're on your way. Next year is your senior year. <laughs> Thank you, sensei. <laughs> well, you know, um, the, way, the way that I look at, at South by Southwest, um, I'm sorry, I forgot the question. Hold yeah, on. No, so just like, <laughs> what are your objectives? What are you oh, looking yeah. to do here now that you, you know, you know what you're doing? Well, Definitely, I wanted to go and hit up the headliners. Like, I know that there's a lot of great things going on. And from a content-based standpoint, I'm looking for people that are going to grab people's attention. And on top of that, you want to make sure that you're not leaving everyone on your way to these headliners off. So the networking aspect is extremely important. I have My backpack is literally full of my computer, my media stuff, and cards, 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 because I want to be able to meet and connect with these people, which, you know, which is really becoming the best part of South by Southwest is the people that you meet, because people are here to, you know, further themselves. The best part about this festival, it's not about the fact that like at a Coachella or a Lollapalooza where you're just there have a good time, you're here to meet and connect with people, which makes this totally different from any other festival that, I, that I've been a part of. So yeah. what, what have you learned, though, uh, uh, over your seven years? Yeah. Uh, what, what's, what, what have you <laughs> grasped and taken away? What lessons can you share uh, about being the seasoned professional here at South By? Oh, man. If anything, I'm like the, the seventh-year senior. Um, <laughs> No, I don't know. I, I definitely, I think I have learned a few things, though, where I think it's important to strategize. I mean, I try to go through that schedule, you know, on the South by Southwest website a month and a half or so beforehand. It's really hard to make it through the full schedule, like Friday through Sunday for the whole nine days. But I try to map out a lot of good panels. I try to really pay attention to, like, who's speaking someplace. And I think, like, oh, man, I love what that company's doing. Let me go hear someone talk from SoundCloud or from something, like, where I really respect their work. Or or I think, okay, cool, like, I really dig this person's work. Let me go, like, hear what they have to say. And the thing I like about the South By panels is, like, you can go talk to people afterwards. You might not get to go have dinner with them, but you can say hi. And, you know, I talk to my students at Columbia about elevator pitches, and I do elevator pitches where I'm like, hey, man, I'm from Chicago. We do this. I would love to send a proposal your way. Like, 
So to me, I, if anything, honestly, I think kind of scaling this back, if I've learned anything, it's that going to the panels is really important. Um, I'm not a drinker, so I have a little bit of a hard time with like the the mixers and parties at night because I'm just not that guy. Like I'm especially on the tech side, I don't know a lot of people there, so I'm not going to a lot of these tech parties and like you know buying shots for everybody and meeting people from like Dell that way. So for me, panels are a good way to like gain a lot of knowledge, learn some really strong insights from really you know like accomplished people, uh, professionals. And get to maybe meet some of them. Like, to me, that's one of the big takeaways going to the panels. And I know you cover the panels too, right? Yes. Um, the, the panels are an extremely important part, like you and mentioned. overlooked. Sorry, not to interrupt. I feel like they're very overlooked. Yeah. Very, very overlooked. Because, you know, when I went into this, I, I told the people that when I was approaching this idea, I was going there during the day to learn and then during the night to go to these shows and and to check them out. So so when I, when I was... Um, when I was kind of approaching this, uh, I really wanted to take it for what it's worth. Right. And, and, you know, just, just to switch subjects a little bit here, the amount of podcasting um, that you could, uh, the amount of knowledge you can gain about podcasting here is phenomenal. Yeah. So I love learning these, these new lessons from the panels. And I haven't really been to any that have really struck a chord with me. Like last year, I got to see Bob Boylan speak about, you know, All Songs Considered. I asked him, what was that one step that he took to create this music based at NPR? And right. he said, you know what? I just didn't give any Fs about what people thought and and he said you can do this and and, and, and apologize later because that's the best way to get it because that but yes. at a time NPR didn't play any music and it was him who brought it to this this forum so I thought I will approach my podcast that way I will I will you know um, talk to these artists and ask them the questions I want to ask and and if if no one listened then I wouldn't care but as long as I did it and I was proud of it it was a, it was a good thing to be a part of and I've, and I've seen, before you throw me a question, yeah. man, I've seen, like, you bringing artists to WGN all year since last South By, and I've seen, like, what you're doing and the presence and the kind of uh, maturity of it grow, and that's, it's been really cool to see, like, it's, I think it's a really good fit for GN where, like, you have really talented people like James Vanasso who have been on the air there, but I don't think people think of it as a music station. I know that's not its main format, but I think you're bringing something in there that doesn't already exists, which I think is a cool approach, you know, how has it been received there? Well, thank you very much, first of all. Um, it's been received, honestly, with open arms. I mean, I could not work with a more dedicated and more helpful group of people. I mean, from people like Todd Manley to Stephanie Menendez, Kristen Decker, all these great, great minds that are there to help you and push you because they can see the benefits of like bringing some new ideas to the table of radio because you know in this in this industry it's an interesting uh it's an interesting thing we get to be a part of it's a great animal that we can just you know pat and caress and turn into something right. something beautiful and uh and just to turn it back to you for a second sure. yeah. the fact that dynasty podcasts have been around for so long, it, years. <laughs> it's 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 basically the the standpoint for a lot of music podcasts that are coming out of Chicago, and 
the fact that you have your own space at the Cards Against Humanity factory now. Well, uh, t- well, to be fair, super generous. I get to utilize the space that is for all their podcasters. So I don't want to give the impression that Cards Against Humanity like bought me my own podcast studio. That could not be further than the truth. They had a recording studio set up for podcasters, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to carve out some time there among all the other people who are doing it. But but yeah, so. But that's in itself is a great opportunity because yeah. the, people are seeing the wealth of knowledge that you bring to the table and they're giving you the opportunity to, to do this. Um, what was it like, uh, you know, starting Dynasty Podcast from the ground up and then and then being around still today and now getting to cover all these great artists at a festival like South by Southwest? Um... In the beginning, it was really fun because it was a totally different thing. It was me and a lot of my friends who were all early 20s, late teens, which I was the same age. So um, I was early 20s, like 21, 22. And I had all these friends who were like, you know, college age. So like 18, 19, up through like 23, 24. And it was just like getting together with a bunch of like really creative, talented, like weird artsy creative kids and we just did like our version of radio which was really fun but that was not sustainable in the long term and then I thought okay like let me try this again and maybe I'll just kind of do it with a smaller group and then I kind of was like all right I'll try it solo and like the further along I went I was like okay well maybe I could actually try to make this a little professional and then I was like okay well maybe a little bit of people are listening and it's just been like climbing it was like climbing a staircase of like 6,000 steps and so maybe if somebody starts today and they look at Dynasty, they might think like, oh, man, you're all the way somewhere along the way. That's cool that you've gotten to go this far. But it's like, yeah, but it's just climbing like one step at a time for like forever. Um, but I mean, I, I can't complain. Like we get to do cool stuff now. We get some level of recognition. And like, I mean, anything that getting to do stuff with like Cards Against Humanity, anything we get to do in that like... I don't know, any opportunity we get, any recognition we get, I'm still just, like, so enormously appreciative of. So, I don't know. I've been doing it a long time. I'm running on no sleep right now, but hopefully that's a coherent answer. I'm just very appreciative that anyone responds to it at all, I guess is the answer to that. Yeah, and by the way, you look fully awake. Obviously, you're, you're chugging a whole cup of coffee right now, and it's <laughs> <laughs> the, the power of radio. Yeah, um, yeah. But do you feel like it's the team that you surround yourself with because just going back to you the fact of the opportunities you get as a podcaster I wouldn't be able to do it without my partner um, Kevin Richter who is on the show with me the co-host of Sound Sessions and the fact that what he brings to the, to the table he's my creative person that we kind right. of going back and forth with so so speak upon that that the team that you've created with yeah. Dynasty so that's huge I mean I had a team that I started this with like 10 years ago and you know that was 10 years ago for this thing that was just like totally a, a hobby. So a lot of them are not involved today, but like, I don't say that with any kind of resentment because I wouldn't expect anyone to just hang out for 10 years. Like, you know what I mean? So right now I do have this incredible team primarily of Columbia college students, which is crazy. Like when I started teaching there, I had a couple students approach me like after class and just be like, Hey, like, I'm an audio student. Do you need help with audio? And I was like, um, yeah, I do. You know, like, I wasn't, like, soliciting. Like, they were coming up to me being like, hey, do you need help? And I was like, yeah, but I don't know if I can bring interns on from Columbia because I teach here. I'm not sure if it's a, you know, whatever. So I, like, asked the school, like, no, by all means. Like, 
work with students. That's awesome. We want students to get experience. So I was like, okay. So I have this great team right now of contributors across a lot of different areas. Um, producers, um, Audrey Sutherland, Julia Johannik, Mary Stavropoulos. They are all helping with booking. So like helping get really, really great guests, helping schedule stuff like South By. Audrey last year scheduled my South By and just killed it. I got such great interviews. This year, uh, this girl, Julia, who's a newcomer to the team, but she's really, really music focused, really, you know, young professional in the music business. She's helping with all my booking this year and it's, it, she's killing it. Um, Prove, um, Privache and Ingrid Legends are my audio and video. So they run the live stream every week, help with editing. And then Danielle Sage does our graphic design, which is incredible. She did the entire like, gra- like visual reboot or redesign for our reboot a few months back. So all of our stuff has a new look. Marcus Carter made us a brand new website. He's another Columbia student. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it's just incredible. I think that's everybody, right? We have the three audio, two AV, so that's five, web, and visual. Okay, that's seven. I don't want to leave anybody out, but it's been incredible having, like, just a really good team, and it's night and day because you can't do this by yourself. Like, what about for you when you're in a place like GN, how independently are you operating with what you're doing? Or are you tapping into the full station's resources? Or are you very like still kind of like DIY and solo with it? That was a very long answer on my end, sorry. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. It's good to give credits where credit is due. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm sure that those students help you out immensely. So that's a great team that you've got. Um, as far as GN on, on my side, it's still very DIY. I mean, I, of course, I utilize the, the studio space and we're able to utilize, you know, the name recognition of WGN and WGN Plus right. when, we're, when we're booking guests and everything. So that's very helpful. And, you know, from our engineers to the fact uh, for, from our higher ups, we are, we're like a good team. But most of the audio editing, and when I say most, I mean all, is still done by me yeah. and, and Kevin Richter. And what we've been doing is we took on a, an intern ourselves who was just a music lover. Her name was Sam Shadro in the beginning. And she was able to build, you know, build up our Instagram page, build up our social media presence. So it's by utilizing people who are passionate. Like that's right. the goal of of anything is you want to find people who are passionate and worthy, like you know, to to get on your team because you. It's all about the people you surround yourself with. When you have people who want to be there, it makes all the difference in the world. And the team I have right now that I had that long answer about, but I do have to give them like their due their due props, like. They all want to be there, and they're all killing the game, and they're all ambitious, innovative, creative, forward-thinking, and and they come up to me with like ideas and suggestions and solutions that I would not think of myself. So it really has raised the game for what I'm doing. And if 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 anything about our operations seems better than it did like two years ago, they're a big part of that. So yeah, you can definitely see your podcast growing and kind of changing the game when it comes to these um, these these tech podcasts. I wanted to ask you, um, you mentioned uh, your live streaming, which I've, I've seen a lot of your uh, live streaming. You do, you do live shows now. You can say them on, um, on your website. Where do you think the future of podcasting is going? Are you utilizing these things because you see it going in more video-based platform? Well, with the live streaming, that was something I wanted to do for like a long time. We started live streaming the podcast in various ways like five years ago when like 
people were not thinking about live streams. Like when we were doing panels at Rocket Bar and Grill in 2011, maybe 12, but in that area, our format, it was myself and my former producer, and I had, I had a, a different team then. I had a few different people who were helping me, uh, Layla Royale, Colleen Mayers, and Chelsea Marin. And the way that that worked, it was really cool. So we were doing these panels. It was right when Q101 went off, and we were doing panels at Rocket Bar and Grill. Did about five or six over the course of a year. They were great partners to work with. They had this upstairs space um, where we got to like host the panels, and it was really cool. So anyway... What we did was I really wanted to try to be very cross-platform. So the format was that we would have the actual live event that people could attend, no RSVP, no sign-up, no anything, you just walk in. So that way nobody's like, oh man, I can't go, I didn't buy a ticket, I didn't sign up online, like you just show up. No barrier to entry. Then we would record the panels. So these, these were panels about like branding, marketing, you know, these kind of topics, like South by E topics. Um, We would record the audio. The two aforementioned, so that was Layla recording the audio. Chelsea and Colleen would switch up or team up. Um, These are two incredibly talented, um, you know, young individuals. Or they're not, young makes it sound dismissive. They're millennial, like 20-something creatives who are both doing really cool stuff now. But when they were helping me out with the podcast, they were filming the, the panels. So we had like, you could show up live, you could listen later to the recording. You could watch the panel later. And then we were also live streaming it through two channels. So we would live stream it through Ustream so you could watch it if you weren't able to make it. Or there's a channel called Mixler, which is an audio program or an audio live stream channel so that even if you were in your car and you couldn't watch the live stream, you could turn into Mixler and hear the audio from the live stream. So this was our, like... That was our model back then, because I was so taken with live streaming, and nobody cared about live streaming then. Like, nobody was watching it. But I just wanted to be able to say, like, you can come live, you can listen later, you can watch later, you can watch live, you can listen live. Like, anyway, and and I really tried a couple times to, like, get live stream projects set up throughout the city at, like, different hotels and, like, I don't know, different partners. I was like, let's do a live stream show, like, once a month or every week. I mean, I wanted to do this in, like, 2012. And, like, no one in the city cared at all. Like, no one. No one had any interest in this idea. And I don't mean to be like, oh, I, had, I knew about live streaming before anybody. I just don't know how to present it, though. Like, I really, like, in 2012, 13, I really was hitting up, like, all these places. I won't name them. I have the emails where I was like, let's do this thing. Live streaming's cool. Like, podcasting is cool. And just nobody cared at all. So, like, finally, like, when we were looking at rebooting the Dynasty podcast after 10 years, when we wanted to, like, get this new website, get the new logos, get everything kind of revamped after 10 years, you know, fix some things that we needed to update, I knew I wanted to do a live stream, you know, interview program. That's what I wanted to do for a long time. So this seemed like the right time to start plugging that in now with, like, the reboot. And that's what we do out of Cards Against Humanity. And I don't know. It's really cool. I'm giving long answers. I slept for, like, 90 minutes. I'm sorry. Um, They're very fruitful answers. Like, people who are listening to a podcast like this <laughs> want to know how you did these things. So I think it's I good hope. to go along. I hope. Um, what about you? Like, where are you looking to take what you're doing? Like, because you have the podcast. That's the consistent product now. You're coming to places like South By. Like, where does it go for you? So, like you, I think that 
it's obviously going in a video direction with yeah. with the Instagram and social media stage. People want to see who they're who's they're talking to or who right. what's going on. Um, so we want to go in that direction for sure. And there's so many tech companies and ways to get out your media, whether it be Ustream, whether it be Instagram photos or Facebook Live or anything. Well, yeah, now it's like this big, sexy thing, just like yeah. podcasting. Now all of a sudden all this stuff, people are like, people are like, oh, do you know about live streaming? And you're like, just eye roll. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're right. Like, There's yeah. all these great platforms now. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I th- I just think everyone's just going against the Haima Black uh, label. I think everyone's just taking your ideas and running oh, with Not them. at all, not at all, because I was looking at what people in, like, New York and L.A. were doing. Like, I didn't come up with these things, but, like, well, podcasting I was pretty early on. That one, that one I'll pat myself on the back for. But, but that's it. Like, everything else is, like, you know, like, I look at, like, you know, what, like, I go to South by, I look at what successful people are doing, and then I'm like, okay, how can I, not like steal an idea, but just like, how do I apply that? Like, how do I, what does that look like for me? If, if this is where the conversation's going, how do I apply that to myself? You know? It, exactly. And, and that just stems on the fact that the future is becoming more interactive with these podcasts. Obviously, that's where it's going. People want to be spoken to. They want to be, don't want to be spoken at. They want right. to be spoken with. So I think the next few steps is uh, piggybacking on the, the amazing idea of doing those live panels in Chicago, which, by the way, I cannot wait for the next one. I've, I've never been to one, but I'd love to, to go and check them out. Dude, I, we're going to... We, we've got... A lot more of those coming up that we're like uh, just inches away from announcing, but the response to the panels has been really, really good, and I, I think we're going to really like enormously accelerate that because that's something that there's an uh, an audience for, and it's nothing to do with me. Like a hundred percent, no one's coming to a panel because of me, and I'm I'm the most cognizant person of that. People are coming to panels because they want to hear from four great professionals. So if we've got, you know, this is a hypothetical. We haven't done this one yet. But, like, if we've got someone from Metro, Shuba's, Empty Bottle, and Double Door, and it's how do you get your band booked to the venue, people are coming to hear people from Double Door and Metro and Shuba's. They're not coming for me. I'm just kind of like the, the table setting for that. But, you know, people are coming out because they want to learn how to get published, you know, how to get their band written about, how to get booked at those shows, how to, you know, put together their web presence. So, like... That kind of thing's cool. That's why I come to South by, you know? Exactly. Being interactive with these crowds and teaching them how to things is what people are very interested in, especially in Chicago, when Chicago's not New York or LA, like you mentioned, and and the fact that we we are kind of the first footsteps into a creative media empire that you can create, whether it be people like, you know, Tina Fey starting in Second City that's or, and then going on to New York. Um, but as far as, like, sound sessions and where we see um, uh, ourselves going, I think that getting a live show, getting a show where we can put together some bands and, and do a live podcast through that kind of fashion, a, a la James, uh, James Van Ostel. Yeah, James, James Van Ostel has done a great job of that a few different ways at a few different places. And, like, I mean, look, like, 100 million percent, like, anything I'm doing doesn't happen without me, like, listening to and then being enormously fortunate enough to work alongside people like James Van Ostel, Chris Payne, uh, Sludge, who was another Chicago personality, like all these people that I got to, that I got to work alongside and under during my radio days. Um, anything I know is because I was, you know, the whole standing on the shoulder of giants thing. But it's true. Yeah. It's only because I was surrounded by people who are so crazy 
enormously talented. And James Van Osel, man, he's at the top of the list. Like, I mean, he's a legend. He is such a legend, and, and that's you're dead on with that because I, I saw him like do live shows, and, and the fact that he can use his creativity to create something brand new that you know that is going to be able to change people's minds, and obviously it inspired me, so inspire other people. But to, you know, I think that with, with the with the Sound Sessions podcast doing a live show would be our goal. I think that Chicago has a great, great base for, you know, the type of people we reach with our podcast, the yeah. type of um, shows that we want to exhibit for, for other people, and and using these, these resources, like uh, the people that we work with, whether it be James or whether it be um, whomever, is is extremely important. I've, I'm very fortunate for even people knowing people like you. I'm a. I mean, th- that's what, I, what people who want to get into the podcasting game need to realize. You need to be able to take advice and listen to other people to to get your ideas across. It's still crazy to me that there is a podcasting game. That this is like a thing now. Right. That I mean, there were a lot of great podcast conversations this year at South by, like conversations about the industry of podcasting. Which the fact that it's an industry at all is crazy. So. I don't know, man. It's just insane. Um, what else is on deck for you this year? What else are you excited about at South by? Bring us into what's ahead for you. So on deck this year, we have a lot of great interviews coming up that you can check out on Sound Sessions on WGN Plus. You can see us on uh, search Sound Sessions WGN. You'll be able to find us all there. We are really just looking forward to the festival season that's happening in Chicago this summer, whether it be Lollapalooza. Pitchfork is going to be amazing this year, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, I've never seen Brian Wilson perform, and the fact that he's going to be doing Pet Sounds is pretty sweet. And, you know, it's just about just gathering more content for sound sessions and and building up our our audience and, and again, shooting for these goals like the live show, like... um, uh, checking out your panels and, and seeing what we can kind of bring to the table. How about you? What's going on with Dynasty Podcasts and, and your whole empire that you've created? Oh, here man. That's too kind. <laughs> I, first off, i got to say everything you're talking about, that sounds really exciting, and I think you guys put together a really killer live show, so I'm definitely, like, first in line to come see that. Um, yeah. <laughs> for Man, for us, you know, the last year and a half has been so, like, it's been so focused on heading towards a place with like getting the 10 year anniversary going, which was last year, last August. Um, so we got this 10 hour, 10 hour live broadcast done for the 10 year anniversary, which we had like 50 plus guests. So that was a huge thing that took up all of last year. And then the next thing we focused on was like, okay, now that we've got 10 years behind us, we've got all of our old podcasts published. Let's reboot everything. Let's get like new number ones for our four series new logos, new websites, blah, blah, blah. So now that the anniversary and reboot are behind us, now we can, like, we're not, like, selling the old house and buying a new house. Now we, like, live there and the furniture set up. So now it's like, cool, like, let's do dinner parties. Let's have, like, now we can actually just, like, do new things. All the prep work's done. So I have some ideas in my head for, like, what I want to do next. Just totally, like, weird, crazy things that... Maybe they'll work and maybe they won't. And this is such a vague answer, but I don't know. I've got... Let me think. Like, I don't want to tip my hand too much. Not towards you, but there's there's so many podcasts in Chicago now, which is so cool. But it also makes me think, like, okay, I got to be a little bit careful, like, what I throw out. Um, okay, but one thing I can talk about that's really exciting that's already announced. 
two things that are going on that are exciting. And I'll keep it quick. One, like we talked about, we're broadcasting live every Sunday night from Cards Against Humanity. The same Cards Against Humanity that has the card game that everybody plays. Incredible. They've been such an amazing supportive team. Uh, Claire Friedman, who heads up the, excuse me, the, um, what's it called? Chicago Podcast Co-op. Yes. Don't be mad at me. I have just running on no sleep. Uh, Chicago Podcast Co-op, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a network, a support network um, for podcasts where, like, Cards Against Humanity, part of their team, help us with things like sponsorships and, like, you know, get us together for meetings. It's really cool. Like, I'm so, like, in love with that idea, and I love that I get to be part of that. So we're broadcasting live from Cards Against Humanity. They have a podcast studio in their Chicago space every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Myself and my producers interview a few guests there. We're on a live stream. So partnering with Cards, just immensely cool. The other cool thing that we're doing that we just announced is working with Chicago Athletic Association, which is like a gorgeous hotel on Michigan Avenue. It is like breathtaking in there. I'm not saying that because we're working with them, but we're working with them because... I'm so in love with their space. Anyone who's been there knows what I'm talking about. It is a breathtaking building inside, and then they have this rooftop that overlooks the lake and Millennium Park. It's incredible. So we're going to be doing monthly workshops and panels there. Our first one is April 4th, April 3rd, I'm sorry. And that focuses on bringing together a few Chicago artists like Michael Wing from Autograph and Owen Bones, where they are going to be talking about adding props, productions, light elements, visuals to your live stage show and how artists can do that. So those are two new partnerships and then trying to set up a lot of other things and, you know, just go in a lot of different directions. So, yeah, man, um, I don't know. This has been really, really cool. Like, what else are we missing with you? Like, I don't want to leave anything out about what you're doing. You know, I, I think that... That's kind of it. I, I've yeah. been just steering the ship ahead. It's it's always looking forward and never looking back. So it's always a pleasure talking to you, Haima. I mean, this is you don't know how much uh, you mean to oh, the Chicago podcasting in general, and um, and just the advice that you give and the interviews that you do. Everyone really looks up to them, and and uh, I hope you have a good rest of your South by. Dude, that's again so insanely nice of you to say, and I'm really, really, honestly, very glad to see like where you and your efforts and your digital media your podcasts have gone since last year when we talked like two floors up at this same hotel the Hilton but you approached me I didn't know you I don't mean that in a way where I was like who are you right no but it was like we didn't know each other and you approached me you wanted to talk to me and I thought that was so nice um because I generally don't get interviewed because I'm doing all the interviews um so I don't know to see everything that's happened in this last year to like all the artists you've been able to interview how much you've been able to grow your presence and the fact that you're working with a big brand like GN and bringing something new to an established player like that. It's, it's really cool, man. So keep up the good work. Michael Heideman, Sound Sessions, dude, thank you. Thank you. And might I just add, you were my first interview on that Sound Sessions podcast and I'm glad to be with you one year later. And this is Michael Heideman from Sound Sessions. Thank you again, Haima. Yeah. Haima Black with Dynasty Podcast. Thanks, man. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descent.